Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. He gets so crazy at times. It sounds like... You yell back at your radio. What are you talking about? What the hell? He gets so angry. You tweet to try and calm him down. Now, he gets an hour all to himself. It's Sparky's Midday Madness on the fan with Steve Sparky Pfeiffer. Welcome in. It is Sparky's Midday Madness here on 1250 AM. The fan live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. We'll talk some Brewers baseball with Drew Wagner. Coming up here in about 15 minutes, of course, uh, right stuff for the Wisconsin State Journal covering the Milwaukee Brewers. We'll talk with him. Uh, and then we're going to talk with our guy, Ryan Horvath, because we never get Ryan Horvath really ever all that much on, on the big show, uh, but he's always on with Barr and he's always on with Rami once a week on both shows. I never get him uh, on the madness, but I have to get him on the madness. Going back to what we were talking about earlier today on the Wendy's Big Show, I need more information from a gambling expert like Ryan Horvath from BetMGM tonight about this whole Wisconsin-Notre Dame thing. Because I, I, I truly just don't understand. I don't. And I, I would like further clarification on what he was thinking uh, taking Florida State last week. Because that that's another one that I didn't understand. Leroy didn't understand it. Gary didn't understand it. We, we all didn't understand it. So I, I want more insight from Ryan Horvath uh, on that as well. So we'll talk with Ryan Horvath coming up about 2.30, 2.35. So we're in that area. And then Rami Makhlouf. Uh, will be in here uh, at about 2.45, 2.50 or so. Uh, and he'll promote what's coming up on his show today. He's got another comedian on his show uh, coming up today. I think it's at 5 o'clock. Let's uh, lead off the 5 o'clock hour. Another headliner uh, that's going to be at the Improv uh, at Corners of Brookfield. And he uh, was in the TV show The League uh, on FX. Now, that TV show was all about uh, fantasy football and the over-the-top kind of craziness of, you know, over-the-top dorkiness of people that are in fantasy football, kind of live their life around fantasy football to a certain degree. And I, I can't say I watched the season. I can't say I've ever watched a whole episode. I uh, attempted to a couple of years ago to sit down with, how old was he? 12 maybe uh, at that time. Uh, and watch it. I was like, oh, it's about fantasy football. We'll both get down with this because he was trying to learn about fantasy football at that point. And, oh, all right, fine. We'll sit down and watch this. And we were up uh, by Kay's mom's place. And they were outside. Kay, her mom, uh, five-year-old, they were all outside hanging out. And it was just me and him in the house. 
summer day. And what is it on? It's on one of the streaming services. Hulu, maybe? Yeah, it was it's on, on Hulu. Right. So I'm like, all right, yeah, I'll turn this on, watch this. So I boom, I turn it on. And before you know it, I'm like, oh, my God. Boom, turn it off. There was nudity. There was all kinds of stuff going on. I was like, I'm done. That's it. I'm like, all right, we got to go outside. Let's go. You aren't watching this. It's all done. Of course, you know, he wanted to watch it then. I was like, uh-uh. No, we're all done. Turn it off. Like, I don't know. We were 10 minutes in, maybe. I don't think we even got halfway through. Turn it off. I've never watched an episode of it since. But I heard that it's a pretty funny uh, was a pretty funny TV show back in the day. Were you ever a person that watched The League on FX? Player? I was like you. I watched the first 10 minutes and turned it off, and I haven't given it a second chance since then because I just stumbled upon it kind of like you. I knew it was about fantasy football. Right. And uh, it was just like, oh, that's not what I was expecting. And Correct. then I like, turned to something else. But then like all of my friends and a bunch of people talk about how awesome it is. So like I might have to give it another shot, but we'll see. If you give it a sh- another shot, I'll try it. But I'm only I'm only doing this if, if Plucker does it. So if maybe you and I will do a, could we do that? Like kind of go over different episodes every week, like every Friday on a football Friday, we'll go over like whatever episode that we watch. So we'll start from the season one and we'll go over each episode all the way through uh, the league. So we watch episode one this week and then we talk about it Friday. Uh, on the big show. Then we talk about episode two next Friday. We we do it every week. What Maybe. do you think? We'll see. All right. Well, I'm not doing it. We'll talk about it more off air. Yeah, I'm, I all, don't know. <laughs> I'm only doing it if you do it. If you right. don't do it, that's then fine. I'm not doing it. Right. Yeah, we'll see. If you're willing to go through this journey, then I'll go through it. I'm not going through it by myself. Now, Brewers Cardinals. Got this email from the Brewers. The series finale between the Brewers and Cardinals uh, on 110 tomorrow will be exclusively on YouTube. Uh, game will be broadcast by Scott Braun uh, and Tom Verducci uh, with a reporter, Brett Dolan. They don't even have players on this broadcast. Uh, so that that's going to be uh, the game tomorrow. If you're looking for it, you're going to have to watch it on YouTube, Brewers and Cardinals. I will say that I am not squeamish about the Cardinals. We talked about this on the Wendy's Big Show. I'm not nervous. I've told Rami this before in Crosstalk, and he's done multiple topics on uh, the scary Cardinals. Uh, and, you know, they've won 10 in a row and all of that fun stuff. Number one, I don't think Mike Schultz is a great manager to begin with. So that's that's my first uh, part of all this. I, I don't think he's very good. Uh, number two, this is not a team that has constantly been in the postseason and has been to a World Series and won World Series. Uh, those are the type of veteran-laden World Series-type clubs that Larusa would have uh, over the course of time. So those type of teams, that's different. Uh, this team, they don't have that superstar guy. They, they really don't. I mean, they got a bunch of good players, superstars. They don't have superstars. They don't have MVP candidates on this team. Albert Pujols was that guy. Uh, and then you built around Albert Pujols going forward. And then you get Matt Holiday and, and that type of stuff. That's what that Cardinals team was. These are a bunch of dudes. And again, playing well at the right time. No question. Getting on at the right time, going into the postseason, and people are like, oh, man, I want to face the Cardinals. Oh, man. Listen, I I would rather deal with that than, say, the Dodgers, who I do want to play, even though, you know, first could very well lose to them. The Dodgers, who is star-studded. Now, some of these guys, you know, a little bit past their prime, maybe not as good as they were, you know, five, ten years ago, whatever. But still, star-studded, been in the postseason, know what playoff baseball is like, aren't going to be, you know, persuaded or uh, scared of or whatever, taken aback by uh, the media coverage that comes with the postseason and how things kind of change. 
postseason games in baseball normally become a lot lower scoring. I don't know if, if it's fact or not, but that's what it seems like to me. You get to the postseason, and now all of a sudden managers who don't want to bunt and move runners over now, all of a sudden are bunting and moving runners over. Now all of a sudden you're playing for that run in the first inning where if it's the regular season, you don't play for that run nearly as much. Right? You just let them get themselves around the bases and they score great. First inning of playoff games, all of a sudden runner gets on base and you're stealing second, bunting him over to third, getting him in with a sacrifice fly, which old school guys like myself, Tim Allen, would still love to see that all year round. That's just not how it works because of advanced analytics or whatever else. Now, I don't know what analytics say about playoff baseball or whether or not, well, it's okay to play that way in the playoffs. You just shouldn't play that way over a large sample size in the regular season. Maybe analytics say that. I don't know. But that's what it seems like to me watching playoff baseball. Then it becomes managers. And until the Dodgers won that World Series, Dave Roberts was almost fired from the L.A. Dodgers. You remember this? He was criticized over and over again about just being a guy that just wasn't very good in the postseason. Maybe wasn't ever going to win one. Craig Council? Come on. You, you, you may have issues with him over the course of a season. We all do, right? I mean, if you're a fan, unless you're one of those fans that are like, oh, he's a manager and I'm not, and I'm not going to question or second guess anything. Okay, if you're one of those people, God bless you. I, I could never be one of those people. But if you are, great. But a lot of us aren't that way, right? I don't know why he's hitting there in the lineup. Why did he take that guy out of the bullpen at that moment in time? Why wasn't that guy in that situation? And the second guessing and everything else, that's what makes sports fun, I think. Uh, a lot of people don't agree, but that, to me, I, that's what I enjoy about sports. I'll take Craig Council in a playoff matchup against anybody that's currently in the NL. Or the AL, for that matter. I mean, is there a manager that worries you in the playoffs against Council? I mean, I guess if LaRusa got there for the White Sox, he's got the rings, he's got the experience. He's also, you know, older than dirt. But that may be a concern, I guess, LaRusa, because he's got the World Series experience. He's won. He knows how to motivate and get pushing the buttons at the right time. So maybe a LaRusa would concern me. But outside of that, who who else concerns you? Kapler? Not a chance. No chance. I mean, and Roberts, yes, fine, he got one. I, I still don't think he's as good of a manager as Craig Council at this point. I mean, there's just, there's those those guys just aren't there. Is there a manager that concerns you at this point, Plucker, going into the playoffs that you think, okay, well, Council may have his hands full, you know, managing against this guy in the playoffs. I, I, other than LaRusa, I just don't know if there's another guy where I go, oh, yeah, he's got the experience on console. He's got the hardware. He's kind of got everything, and that might be an issue. Other than LaRusso, I don't know if there's another one. Right, and and to be honest, I, I think Craig Council might be the best manager in baseball. I've thought yep. that probably the last two or three years, to be honest with you, the way that he continues to keep arms fresh throughout the course of time. And, and whatever he has done with Josh Hader is – almost magical to be honest with you because we've seen so many great closers come and go in the last five six years and where where you'll they'll have like peak seasons and then the next year just be absolutely terrible but josh Hader has consistently been yep. the best closer in baseball or one of the top two three closers in baseball since craig council has been here in milwaukee and he has to get some credit for that. And the the lineup manipulation that he does, keeping the arms fresh, everything that he does, he is 
just, like I said, one of the best managers in baseball, one of the great minds baseball has seen in the last couple of seasons for sure. And he, and David Stearns keeps putting this talent around him. And it, it's not necessarily the same talent on paper as the Dodgers or the Giants or some of these bigger teams, but he gets them and puts them in a place to compete no and, and be in the spot where they, they're in yep. right now in first place in the NL Central against teams that have spent way more money than they have and continue to have success. It, it It's it's truly amazing what Council and Stearns have right. done together. And see, and to me, that's, that's the thing about all this, right, is – we start talking about, oh, are you squeamish about the Cardinals or nervous about the Cardinals? Man, screw the Cardinals. But number one, I hate the Cardinals. Like I, I just do. I always have. And I, I it, who brought it up? I, somebody brought it to me. Well, oh, not as much hate the Cubs. No, I, I think I hate them more than the Cubs at this point. I, I do. I, I don't. No, can't stand them. So when we talk about, you know, this matchup or any other matchup, listen, you guys, they've got three of the best pitchers in all of baseball. Three guys in Peralta, Woodruff, and Burns that are probably in the top. Ten, well, all three are in the top ten of baseball for certain. I'm pretty sure of that. Uh, and three of them might be in the top seven uh, in baseball. So that's a big deal in the postseason. Plucker just got done telling you about having the best closer in baseball in Hader. And then Devin Williams be in front of that. Boxberger in front of that. He came in and did his job yesterday. So, again, from that perspective, pitching is way better than they've ever had as far as, you know, top to bottom by far. And then hitting. Yeah, okay. Maybe, maybe hitting will be a question. But as I said, when you get to the postseason, runs are at a premium. You're not normally, you're not having a high, bunch of high-scoring games. So it's not as big of a deal. Johnny Muskego, you're next on Sparky's Midday Madness. What's up, John? Hey, Sparky. So a couple questions. Yeah. One is, with Josh Hader and everything that's happening and having a strong year, do you see him traded? Possible. And in the offseason, you're saying? Yeah, because yeah, sure. his value is never higher right now. And as much as I love to you know, love to see him stay as a brewer, he has episodes where he, he falls apart in big games, uh, especially left handed hitters and, and even guys like Joey Votto still still take him deep. And then the second thing is is do you think David Stearns takes the presidential job for the Mets who no. may offer him a ton of cash and no. opportunity? No. John Heyman was still floating that stuff out, and that will be addressed. I, I no, because well, first of all, I shouldn't say I. I don't know, but, but this is all I'm saying. If Hopefully I'm Mark Antonasio, it's a blank check. Like I, I don't care what they offer you, whatever they offer you, I'll match, and that's it. Like I, to me, there's not going to be a better position if he goes there. He virtually almost has to start over. He stays here. I talked about it. This farm system right now, you got yep. Ethan Small and Ashby to go along with these three guys who you have under contract for at least three years in the starting rotation. Then you look at the hitting, which they've been lacking in the in the minors. Now all of a sudden they got Alex Benellis who's hitting the ball really well. Garrett Mitchell, yep. Bryce Terang, uh Hidbert Perez, Joey Weimer. I mean, they've got a bunch of dudes now that are coming that can come in and plug in holes, cheap holes. With hitting. So you're not going to have to pay for pitching, and you're not going to have to pay for all that much hitting either. This team is set up for at least a decade probably at this point. Do you see these guys coming up next year? I think Ashby is definitely – I think Ashby's in the rotation next year, yes. I think Ethan Small probably – I think Ethan Small probably has to wait uh, and probably to the second half or September, uh, and then the following year, Small probably gets in the rotation. 
is there a first baseman for the future in the minors right now? No. I'd love to see it because Rowdy's been great, and we miss him. Like, Vogelback is just okay at average, but love to see Rowdy come back because I think he adds a lot of energy. Yep. Um, and I don't know if there was a strong first baseman we had, in the minors. No, we don't. But, but we, I had Matt Arnold on this show what was it, last week, two weeks ago, Plucker? I don't remember. We had Matt Arnold on, the general manager of the Brewers, and I had him on specifically to talk about the minor league system, and we went position or player by player through the minor leagues that, that I thought were relevant and worth talking about. And when we got to Joey Weavers, I said, you know, I, I I know he's an outfielder DH, but boy, oh boy, he's like 6'5", put his butt at first base, and first let's baseman. let's fix first yeah. base going forward. You've got enough outfielders. They're all over the place. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. The one thing in the minors is there's always position switches, and as we've learned in Milwaukee, they make position yeah. switches at the major league level, too, in order to fix things. And that's why, yeah, Lorenzo Cain's getting older, fine. But, again, you've got a guy in Gary Mitchell that will come in, play good defense in center field, and give you a little bit of a bat, even though he kind of cooled off. Uh, in the minors this year, but he's going to give you somebody in center field. Uh, and then you've got Joe Gray. There's another guy. We haven't talked about him either. That's another outfielder with some power that showed some stuff this year too. They're just so set. Like I I just cannot, in my mind, fathom him leaving. He he could be Billy Bean to the Brewers as Billy Bean has been yep. to Oakland. He could be here 20, 30 years and have no reason to leave whatsoever. Is Lil Kane done after this year? I, I, I think it, the writing's on the wall, and I think guys like Garrett Mitchell coming up, I think is uh... – it, absolutely correct. There's so many outfielders now at this at this point. Um, Lokane, as much as I love him, I see him. I see him this being his last year and call it a day. Right. And you look at uh, well, Lorenzo Kane's contract too, but Josh Hader's contract. He's got two more years of arbitration here, so they could keep him for one more year and then trade yep. him going into the last year of arbitration uh, next off season if they want to do that. John, thanks for the call. Uh, that was a really good call talking about the Brewers. And we're going to talk more about the Brewers. Uh, with our guy uh, Drew Wagner coming up here. I just want to bring up uh, Lorenzo Cain's contract here just to answer uh, that question uh, as well as far as what, what he's got. We talk about Lorenzo Cain, again, getting older. You knew when you gave him that deal, that five-year deal, that uh, by the end of it you may be like, oh, man, why did they give him five years? they got to move on. But next year is the last year of his deal. So maybe that is somebody that you can move in the offseason. He's got that $18 million next year. So maybe that's somebody moving the offseason. If they bring them back, I wouldn't be surprised by that either. But th- that's a, a contract that I think is movable, but he's got a full no-trade clause. So uh, that's uh, the other part of it. So he's going to have to approve, uh, I believe, uh, wherever he ends up going after uh, this year. So that should be into consideration too. Uh, all right, coming up next, we'll talk with Drew Wagner, Wisconsin State Journal, covers the Milwaukee Brewers. Uh, that's next here on Sparky's Midday Madness. Do not forget, however, we have your chance to win a pair of tickets to the NotFest Roadshow coming up September 29th at 5.30 at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater. NotFest Roadshow is back on the road after a year-long hiatus. It's making a special stop at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater uh, coming up on the 29th. See Slipknot, Kill Switch Engage, Fever 333 and Code Orange. Tickets on sale now for that. We'll have a pair of tickets to give away between now and three. Don't go anywhere. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast okay picture this it's friday afternoon when a thought hits you i can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever or i can hop into my all-new hyundai santa fe and hit the road with available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The Fan, live from the Lakeland University Studios, leader in online education for more than 25 years, lakeland.edu. Joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Drew Wagner, of course. You can follow him on Twitter by Andrew Wagner. Covers uh, the Brewers and Bucks and Scott State Journal, many other publications all over the beautiful state of Wisconsin. Drew, thanks for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Hey, anytime, man. How are you doing? Doing good. Glad to have you on. We were uh, just talking about the Brewers here in the first segment. And, you know, there's, a, there's, and I'm sure you see it on social media, you see everything I see for the most part, as far as a lot of Brewer fans get nervous, squeamish about dealing with this Cardinals team possibly in the postseason if they were to meet in the NLCS. And Cardinals obviously are red hot at this point. And I was just saying earlier, like, this team doesn't worry me as much. Like, the... The the superstars, Pujols and Holidays and Larusses and those type of guys, they aren't on that team. They don't have you know nearly as much postseason experience to say this Brewers team does is going back for the fourth straight year. And, and again, outside of Larusa, I just don't know if anybody really you know bothers me. And I don't know if Larusa even does because he's older than dirt when it comes to you know matching up with Council in a playoff series. Yeah, you know, I see the panic too, man. Every day, like every single loss, the sky is falling. Right. It's un- it's uncharted territory. You know, kind of like with the Bucks. You know, this is uncharted territory because the story I'm actually working on right now, a history of the Brewers clinching games. You go back in Brewers history, and it's always come down to the wire. 81 came down to the second to last day. 82 last day. 2008 last day. 2011, they kind of locked it up that last week there. Then you had those mad dashes in 2000. Even in 17, when they didn't make it, they were frantic down the stretch. 2018, the winning streak at the end. 2019, they had to get hot. Even last year, things are so weird. They didn't get in the last week. And so, you know, going into this position with a big lead, you know, and we've heard Craig Consul say time and time again, this lead does not guarantee anything. Nothing has been won yet. 
What it does, though, is give you some room for error. It gives you room for stretches like you've had the last three days uh, where, where you kind of get knocked around a little bit, the last week where you haven't been hitting. Uh, it gives you some cushion to be cautious with guys that have injuries because everyone's hurt this time of year. Everyone's got something this time of year. Saw it with Willie, saw it with Avi. So it gives you some breathing room. I don't think there's any concern, there should be any concern, with their ability to go deep in the postseason. And that includes the Cardinals. The Cardinals are red hot right now. They're a very good team. But, listen, the Brewers have probably the best 1-12 to pitching in all the National League right now. You know, the Dodgers may match them up starter for starter with Scherzer and Bueller and Kershaw, but no one's got that bullpen. Once the bats start going again, and we've seen that they will, I think everything's going to be fine. You know, when we talk about those bats and, and how this is going to play in the postseason, Council talked the other day about moving Christian Yelich down uh, to, to five in the lineup, and he pretty much hinted at the fact that, you know, it could be just based on what team they're facing in matchups and everything else. To me, unless he, you know, starts to dramatically turn it around again, I think he has to be in that 5-6 range going forward unless he starts hitting again. I, I agree with you there, you know. and I mean, we knew that Craig wasn't going to come out and tell us that, yep, I put him down in the 5-hole because he stinks. Like, it's just, you know how Craig is. Uh, he's not going to tell you anything even when it's obvious. Uh, but, yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense to drop him down there. And, hey, you know what? That just... That's, that just says the Brewers lineup can be all the better because if he starts hitting and he's out of the, the five or six spot, you know, that means good things are going to happen for your offense. It's definitely frustrating to see what Yelich is going through again, especially when he was showing signs of snapping out of it. But the guy's just too good of a hitter. He is way too good of a hitter to go through this slump this long and to go into the postseason hitting like this. I mean, we've all seen him at his best. You know, I don't think there's any reason to think He's not going to be at his best when the lights come on. The other position that was brought up by uh, in the last segment uh, by, I think it was, his name was John and Mosquito. I think that's who it was. Uh, first base, as far as how does first base play out here uh, going forward once you get into the postseason, as far as will that be musical chairs or do you think they'll stick with one guy? I, I think time is running out to get Rowdy Telez back. I mean, they've got, what, two weeks left or so. Right. Um, but they're going to need to get him some at-bats. Fortunately, the minor league season has been extended again, so they'll be able to get him to Nashville, get some at-bats. But, you know, I, I think time is running out for him to, to get a spot in that playoff roster. I think right now it's looking like it's going to be Danny Vogelbach and probably splitting time with Eduardo Escobar uh, once they get into that point. It, I said a long first base will be the toughest decision when, when making up the playoff roster, but I think that that knee injury for Rowdy might, might tip, uh, tip the scales in one direction. Jackie Bradley Jr. makes the postseason roster even though he's horrible? I think so. Um, you can't put a price on experience. You know, he's one of the few guys on that roster that's been to a World Series, that's won a World Series, and, and you need that. Um, it, there's any number of reasons to leave him off, namely his batting average and especially his slump lately, but the guy just plays such good defense, and especially with the way – Things have been going these last couple days. I mean, you can kind of see you can kind of see the formula the Brewers are going to use if they're going to make it to the World Series, even though they haven't been hitting. Your starting pitchers go out there, maybe give up a run or two. They make that last. The bullpen sticks it there, and to do that, you need top-notch defenders. Yeah, I think Jackie Bradley makes that roster strictly because of his defensive ability. 
You know, remember what they did with Carlos Gomez and Nigel Morgan back in 2011? You know, there, there is a value to having that kind of defensive ability late in games in playoff situations. Talking with Andrew Wagner here on Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fan follow him on Twitter uh, at by Andrew Wagner. The other thing that I'm kind of intrigued by here is how how is this going to work with the rotation, that fourth guy in the rotation, because I'm assuming they're going to do this to make sure they protect their other three with innings pitch and all that stuff. So, I mean, you've got options here. You've got Ashby, who's been pitching out of the pen and and doing fairly well. You have Eric Lauer, I think, who has surprised many, especially me, because I thought it it was going to be a bust there. Uh, And then, obviously, Adrian Hauser, Brad Anderson. I can't imagine him being a part of that playoff rotation. How do you think it shakes out? I don't know. That's... You know, that, that is a great problem to have, especially sure. if you think back to the last couple years. You think back to 2018 when, when Council was mixing and matching pitchers by hitter, you know? Yep. What, what a ridiculous spoil of riches to have. Um, yeah, it, it's hard to see Brett Anderson making that, that playoff roster, uh, which stinks as a guy that's been around a long time. You know for sure that, that Eric Lauer is going to be on the roster for that second series against whichever NL West team they face. That dude has owned the Dodgers. He's very good against the Giants. You know he's going to see action there. Um, I, I think right now you've you got to look at Hauser, or excuse me, you got to look at Lauer a little bit ahead of Hauser, just because Hauser's had a little bit of hiccup lately. But you know it, that's tough. You know I, I think all those guys are going to play roles at some point. Ashby ends up in the bullpen though, one way or the other, doesn't he? Over say a Hauser or Brett Anderson? I mean. I don't see any reason why not. He's, the way that he's pitched so far, you know, did, we were talking about this to Craig the other day. You look at his debut and how bad he got knocked around. You know, seven runs in the first inning. That's enough to, like, crush a guy for a year. Yep. And he's been lights out ever since. He's just been ridiculously good. We saw the Brewers use that formula with young pitchers before. Corbin, Brandon, Freddie. You know, that's a valuable tool to have in the bullpen, a guy that can give you multi-innings from the left side, that's 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 a really good weapon to have. Yeah, no question about it. Again, follow him on Twitter at ByAndrewWagner. Does great stuff. Uh, very interactive on Twitter as well. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I appreciate it. Anytime, Sparky. Take care. There he is, Andrew Wagner, a.k.a. Drew Wagner. That's what we called him back in the day when he was our Brewers insider here. He broke so many stories, man. He was so good back in the day, uh, breaking stories with us. Uh, By Andrew Wagner on Twitter, follow him there. Yes, Dan Plucker. Oh, I just got some NBA news that's really interesting if you want to hear it. Uh, so the Timberwolves fired their president of basketball operations. The guy from the Rockets? Gerson Rosas. What? They fired him, yeah. What? Alex Rodriguez and Mark Lore wanted to make a statement, I guess, and they're both but interested. I don't think they officially take over the team for like five years or something, I thought. Blah, blah, I don't know, but apparently they're... They those two have been in communication with 76ers general manager Elton Brand about coming to the Timberwolves. And so maybe this is a play at trying to get Ben Simmons in Minnesota. And I don't even I don't, it's just You know my feelings on Ben Simmons. I I'm gonna say this again. When we have Ryan Horvath on here. GA uh, who on Hot 1057 uh does afternoons and evenings over there, and I I'm on his show, on GA's show on Hot 1057. It's like 6.10, 6.11 every night during the week. And I do a little sports wrap-up and sports take with him, and we talk about whatever's going on in the world of sports. And he and I talk sports constantly in the hallways. And we were talking the other day about this whole Ben Simmons thing. I think it was yesterday. And you're going to think I'm nuts, and I'm pretty sure I've said this before on the radio. Maybe I haven't. Do you know who Ben Simmons is? He's Draymond Green, dude. 
I mean, he is. He's he's a more athletic Draymond Green. He's not as physical as Draymond, but he's that guy that can rebound, push you on a fast break, good vision in the open court. Not a lot of offense. He doesn't have as good a shot as Draymond does from outside. But that's kind of who he is. He's at he's an above average, really good kind of third or fourth piece role player to a team. Definitely not worth the money they're paying him by any stretch of the imagination. So you're you're going to get Ben Simmons. You're going to move him to say Minnesota to do what exactly? To do what? Because now you're going to have to give up a big piece. You can give up Carl Anthony Towns to get Ben Simmons. I don't think that's a smart idea. Now, what what exactly? I don't know. I to me that's ridiculous. First of all, the guy in Minnesota that came from the Rockets, smart dude, like him. I think that was a mistake. First off, second off, if you're gonna get Elton Brand, that's fine. But if if getting Elton Brand is because you want to get Ben Simmons, that's a train wreck. I don't know if you heard this. Gary was telling me in a break earlier, Plucker, that Stephen A. was talking about Kyrie to Philly. Yeah, I was going to bring that up. So, But Kyrie has said that he'll retire if he gets traded from the Nets. Yeah, he did say that. That's what he said. Well, and I think that might have been, you know, there was maybe some talks about it because Stephen A. basically said that he heard that uh, an offer or like of some sorts was made that the Nets were would, were interested in Ben Simmons and would have traded Kyrie Irving in this hypothetical situation. But Kevin Durant stepped in and said no. He said, you're not trading Kyrie. And then Stephen A. was like, oh, if Ben Simmons, James Harden, and Durant were together, they would no doubt win a championship. No chance. And he's no like, chance. He's like, with Kyrie, now they're still probably going to win a championship. Nope. But w- nope. if they would have had Ben Simmons, they would have been so much better. And I was just been like, last- what? There's no chance. That's one less offensive weapon you have to concern you with if you're the Bucks. Like, no way. Like Again, I'll just continue to say it. Like, I don't. He's not Simmons is not with the money they're paying him, and I don't see how he puts a team over the top. I don't. I don't see it. Now again, if it's Steph Clay and you've got that, and you're looking for a guy that can rebound the ball and defend and, and be that three four guy, okay. But to think he's going to go be a third piece that's capable of putting the ball in the basket and doing everything Kyrie does, no. And if you're going to say, well, we'll just rely on Kevin and James Harden, go ahead. How did that work out last time? You couldn't do it last time with two and a half guys because you were playing hurt against the Bucks. Now you're going to try to do it with only two guys on purpose? Go ahead. Make that deal. Please. Go right ahead. And Philly with Kyrie and Embiid would be a hell of a lot better than Philly with Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. Don't you agree, Plucker? Are they a lot better with Kyrie instead of Ben Simmons and Philly? I think so. Hell yeah. I mean, the, what the, I think what Stephen A's argument was was that Ben Simmons adds an elite defender, another guy that could step in and guard a guy like Giannis. He can't guard Giannis. And Stop. That, Nonsense. That, that's what he was saying. Nonsense. Giannis would run right over him. No chance. Uh, this segment brought to you by Waukesha Sports Cards. Ryan Braun, Paul Molitor, Robin Yount, and Pat Listash, he was Rookie of the Year, will be doing a public signing this Saturday at Waukesha Sports Cards. Go to WaukeshaSportsCards.com. I'm telling y'all right now, if you don't follow them on social media, you've lost your ever-loving mind. These dudes, they just had Sterling Sharp in there this week doing an autograph signing. Sterling Sharp! I couldn't tell you the last time I've seen Sterling Sharp do any autograph signing. So he was just in there the other night doing an autograph signing. They have Bo Jackson over there. I mean, again, it's not even close. These dudes bring in the best of the best. Rob and his crew over at Waukesha Sports Cards. Again, 
Braun, Molitor, Yount, and Listash doing a public signing this Saturday at Waukesha Sports Cards. Check them out, waukeshasportscards.com. Up next, BetMGM tonight's very own Ryan Horvath will try to explain to all of us why the Badgers are favored by so much against Notre Dame. I cannot wait to hear this explanation. That's next on Sparky's Midday Madness. Welcome back. It is Wendy's Big Show. Coming up tomorrow, John Heyman, Odyssey MLB Insider, 10.35. 10.35 tomorrow morning, John Heyman. We're going to try to run down John McNamara from BadgerBlitz.com. We tried today. He was too busy. We're going to try to get him on tomorrow. Also, Rob Reichel. Uh, Rob Reichel, 2.15. 2.15, Rob Reichel will join us tomorrow from Forbes uh, and Conley Media. Talk about the Green Bay Packers looking forward uh, to that. Uh, Ryan Horvath standing by. We'll get to him momentarily. Let me first tell you about Q Club of Wisconsin. Plenty of football and baseball to watch right now and the place to be uh, to catch all the action and create your own sporting action is the Q Club of Wisconsin. Not only they have plenty of TVs to watch the games on, but you can play your own games. They're a huge entertainment gamer. And we're talking indoor bocce ball, ping pong, foosball, uh, they've got darts, lots and lots of pool tables. So you got all that to do while you're watching the games. Plus, great food, loaded burgers, wraps, wings. Plus, they're Wednesday. Wednesday. It's today's Wednesday. Plucker and I were just talking about this. It is Wednesday today and Friday. So they got fish fry coming up tonight, piled up <laughs> with all the extras. This is the Facebook page or check them out at Q Club of WI.com for menu and updates. Q Club of Wisconsin, North Grandview Boulevard in Waukesha. All right, I, I believe I have them, or at least I heard them. Uh, let's see if uh, this will work or not. If this doesn't work, then we'll have to call him on the telephone. Uh, Ryan Horvat, are you there, buddy? I do not hear Ryan Horvat. Uh, let's see. All right, well, I guess we'll call him. I heard him in my ear, but he said he didn't hear me, which is not a big deal. So instead, while uh, Dan Plucker dials him up, let's give away those tickets uh, for the NotFest Roadshow. Got a pair of tickets to give away from the NotFest Roadshow. September 29th at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater. NotFest Roadshow, back on the road after a year-long hiatus. It's making a special stop at the American Family Insurance Amphitheater coming up on September 29th at 5.30. See Slipknot, Kill Switch Engage, Fever 333, and Code Orange tickets on sale now. All right, yesterday we did... Caller number three uh, for these tickets. Uh, so today, let's go caller number five. Caller number five, 414-799-1250, 414-799-1250. Caller number five, get a pair of tickets to the NotFest Roadshow featuring Slipknot. Dial it up now, 414-799-1250. All right, uh, joining us now on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, he is Ryan Horvath. Ryan, I heard you in my in my cue speaker there, buddy. So I don't know what all happened there. I hear you guys. I don't know what's going on. I, I used it uh, our new feature with with Bart, and yeah. he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. It didn't work today. I couldn't hear you back. That's uh, weird. I don't uh, think it's my phone." That's fine. Whatever. Uh, okay. So the reason we got you on, of course, Ryan Horvath, uh, Bet MGM tonight. Uh, make sure to watch him weeknights with Quentin Mayo, who is crazy. Uh, and um, a lot of fun. And I, I, I'm telling you, if you don't believe me, just check him out on Odyssey, and, and you'll see for yourself. This dude, this dude takes off his headphones and walks off set. This dude, he is. You know who he is? He's me when I was like 20. That that that's who he reminds me of. I, I had the same type of emotion and craziness as, as your as your partner does, Horvat. He has a uh, he has a tremendous a tremendous amount of energy. Yes, energy that I haven't had in 10 years. So. Um, yeah, 
I wish I had half of that energy now, man. Like right now, I'm looking at the clock. It's like four o'clock. My time, yeah, three forty-two, and I'm like, man, I haven't even went to work yet. Like, think think of it like that. You know, yep. I'm gonna be getting home tonight at midnight, and that yep. guy is just a bolt of energy. Sometimes you need that, but yeah, he uh, he does. He likes to do that thing where he takes his headset off, his headset off, and walk off of the stage. But the problem with that is. He often knocks like everything over when he does that, so he spills like all over the laptops, and it's a little bit of a disaster. But he's he's a lot of fun. Now there was just you two, and now they've added a third member, Trista Kick, who came over from Barstool as a third member. I watched the first night of that one, and uh, he was none too happy when he found out she was a Cowboys fan because him being a Washington fan, he he walked off at that moment. Yeah, yeah. So they got that nice little rivalry going on. Um, I actually had to watch a game with other people the other night on Monday night, and I was not the biggest fan of doing that when it's your team. I usually like to watch those games by myself, right. locked away. But also, uh, I had to give her a hard time because she recorded a video when she was working with Barstool, and it was Suns and Four, and Milwaukee, uh, the fan base sucks, and they have no heart. So I've called her out now twice for that. And Good. I was like, hey, what happened? What happened to Suns in four? I thought the Suns were going to win in four. You know, did the Suns win in four yet? So I had to give her a hard time because I saw those and I was like, wait a minute here, Suns in four. So yeah, that was fun. That's a beautiful, beautiful thing. Okay, so let, let's move on and talk about the real reason why I got you on. And the real reason I got you on is because I really want to understand what is going on with this spread for the Badgers. Uh, and Notre Dame coming up on Saturday morning, eleven o'clock at Soldier Field. I, I don't get. We did a topic on it today. Me and Gary are, are completely baffled by this thing. It's six and a half is what I saw. I don't know what you have it at, but that doesn't make any sense to us Badger fans who have watched the Badgers play for two games. You know what's funny is that I thought the same thing. So I was sitting back watching Sunday Night Football, and I always like to check the opening lines in college football and see if there's anything I could take advantage of. And I saw. So I thought everybody thought that that was going to open up pretty much as a, as a pick em. you know, it's right. just, you know, and so when I look and I seen it opened up at four and a half and I was like, wait a minute, Notre Dame is four and a half point dogs. Like I get if this game's at Lambeau, um, I get if this game, I, I get it that this is kind of where I thought it would end up. I thought it would be like Wisconsin favored by three, but I also thought Wisconsin was going to beat Penn State, and I also thought Graham Mertz might be like a dark horse Heisman candidate. But so far, he hasn't really proved that to me. So I was shocked to see it at four and a half. And then, like an hour later, I looked again, and it was five and a half. And then yesterday, I looked again, and it was six and a half. And like a dummy, I was all excited because I got Notre Dame as five and a half point underdog. And then the thing that scares me is so like all the professional betters, sharp betters, all these shows that I listen to, everybody absolutely loves Wisconsin. And for me, honestly, like I would have been rooting for Wisconsin because I thought that they were going to be a legit like college football playoff candidate. I really kind of bought into the hype around them, and they're sure. great defensively, yep. and they could run the football. But now it's like, man, I don't know who I'm rooting for because at least Notre Dame is unbeaten. But I was shocked to see the line the way that it is just because, you know, Graham Mertz really hasn't proved anything. Like they haven't proved to me that they could do anything in the red zone against a good defense. And Notre Dame does have a good defense. Also, you have, like, the narrative where you got Jack Cohen going against his former team. Like, if you like storylines, you know, even if you're not the biggest football fan, this is a great storyline coming up on Saturday. Horvath. you got Jack Cohen revenge games. I was just shocked to see it. 
That's what yeah. I don't understand. Like you bring up the, the the sharp money, the pro money, whatever. We start talking about the Badgers offensive line, not as good. The Badger running back core, not a special dude unless it's Braylon Allen, the freshman, who they're not really playing. So right. you don't have that there. Merch, as you pointed out, who I love, I'm a big Graham Merch guy, does not look the same, doesn't look confident like he did when he first got in there last year. He doesn't have that same swag, that same confidence about him at all. He looks like he's playing scared. They're calling plays like they're scared to let him throw the football down the field. So that all works against you on the offensive side of the ball. Jim Lennon on the defensive side of the ball, I have all the confidence in the world they're going to create havoc for Jack Cohen. But as Gary pointed out, you can also say that Jack Cohen knows exactly what Jim Leonard's going to do because he's faced that defense in practice for how many years. Again, I just don't see where they have the advantage. Right, and that, and, see, and and that's the thing. I just couldn't believe that line, and I couldn't believe that everybody absolutely loves Wisconsin. I won't be shocked if Wisconsin does win this game by eight points because, again, I thought they were going to be really good. And maybe that was just one bad game offensively against Penn State, but I just really want to see Graham Mertz beat a top 15 team before I buy into any more hype after what I saw against Penn State. You know, I think he could still be good. I don't know if he has all the, all the right weapons. You know, maybe he's a year away still, and maybe, you know, next year's his year. But they've just been way too inconsistent. So I thought that was a lot of points. I still like Notre Dame to cover. Like, I think, I think this is a field goal game. But again, I just I watched every single Notre Dame game. And I also think maybe, you know, the market thinks they stink because if you look at it like this, like well, sh- I would have thought they would have rolled Purdue by more than they did. I mean, Cohen well, was exactly. not good. And week one, like now everybody has seen what Florida State is. Garbage. Including myself, unfortunately. I, well, I, we tried. I tried. I tried to warn you. And Leroy saw it. And Leroy goes, I'm not going to help him. He's on his own. So I said, okay, well, I'm trying to help him. Hey. They're a disaster, but I was getting a lot, a lot more points than expected in that game. Anyway, I'll never trust them again. But yep. so you go back to week one, they could have beat Notre Dame. Mackenzie Milton comes in, and even though that game looked like it was going to be a blowout, you know, ends up they end up covering the spread. Week two, they barely beat Toledo, but I actually really like that Toledo team. I think Toledo's pretty good. They literally brought everybody back. So that was a close game, and then they played Purdue in a close game. See, that's the problem with Notre Dame is even these years where they're good and they go undefeated before they get rolled by Alabama or Clemson or whoever else in the college football playoff, they never actually beat up on teams. Like, they don't score style points. They're kind of like a very boring, ugly football team to watch. And that's what I feel like this game's going to be. Like, they kind of, these teams remind me of each other where I just look at Notre Dame and I'm like, man, I just feel like they have more explosive players. Like, I think Graham Mertz is going to be the better quarterback. I really do think he's going to be a better quarterback than Jack Cohen. I think they made the right decision going to him. But I just feel like Notre Dame right now has like four-star, five-star guys that are able to rip off big plays where I watch Wisconsin and I'm like, man, I wanted to buy into like Danny Davis and these guys. This is really boring to watch. You know what I mean? And then you get Graham Mertz throwing terrible red zone interceptions against Penn State. And it's like, I don't know if I could trust him. Yep. No, I, I totally get down with you. I, I, I totally agree with you. Uh, Ryan, thanks so much for coming on. Bet MGM tonight. Check them out tonight on the Odyssey app. They're on every night in games and talking about what's going on in the games as the betting lines are changing within the games as well. And uh, as always, follow them on Twitter too. Ryan, thank you so much. Thanks, man. Have a good day. Take care. There he is, Ryan Horvat. Bet MGM tonight on your Odyssey app. Make sure. Uh, to check us that out. He joins us on the Great Midwest Bank hotline of applying for a home, a renovation loan as you're feeling anxious. Breathe. Let Great Midwest Bank help you experience a state of tranquility. Get started at greatmidwestbank.com. All right, coming up next, Rami Makhlouf is here. He's got another comedian on his show today. Will he be funnier than Jay Moore? We'll ask Rami. Coming up next. Oh, sorry. What? what what's wrong? Why'd you throw your hands up in the air? 
Because that's not the... Never mind, dude. You just have no... You have no... Uh, what's the word that I'm looking for? Filter? No, couth. couth. You have no couth. No. no cooth. Plugger and I were talking about earlier because this dude's on. This guy, the comedian's from. Uh, he was on the league. Yes. Yeah. I, I told Plucker. I'll tell you the story. I'll tell you the story after this quick time. I will be right back. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Sparky's Midday Madness on 1250 AM. The fans, Steve Sparky Pfeiffer, Rami Makhlouf getting ready for the Rami show coming up. What is that? What is that? That's a good beat. What Uh, is that? I have no idea. Couldn't tell you. Sam, is there any way we can put this into the rotation of our bumper music? I really like this beat. Can you do that? Can you? All right, he's going to do that. Cool. Sure, yeah. All right. I don't even know what cut it is. Uh, like it's cut B081, Sam. B081. B081. Right, there you go. Mm-hmm. I don't think like doing that on air. Uh, Rami's show comes up at 3 o'clock, uh, and we were talking about this comedian. I- I'm not going to say the person's name, because I'm pretty sure I'll kill it. Steve Renazisi. Renazisi? Renazisi. Sure. Um, okay, so he's coming up at 5 o'clock? Uh, right? 4.30. 4.30. 4.30, yes, sir. Okay. Uh, so he was in the league, the fantasy football show on FX, and Plucker and I were talking about it to start off our show when we were promoting your show. And I said I, I tried to watch one episode of the league with then a 12-year-old, and like 10 minutes in, all oh, of a sudden- Oh, you told me this, yeah. There's possible yeah, nudity, whatever else. Yeah, I was yeah. like, oh, I'm done. I never went back and watched it again. So then I brought it out to Plucker. Plucker watched about 10 minutes of it, realized that it wasn't what he thought it was, turned it off. He never went back and watched it again. Mm-hmm. I do realize it was very popular, and I do realize that most people think it's very funny. Yes. So I suggested to Plucker, mm-hmm. I said, hey, you know, we could watch an episode every week, you know, starting like this week, uh-huh. and then and we'll then review an episode, right, yeah. even though it's old and everybody has seen it, mm-hmm. him and I- It's would... on Hulu, I believe. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Plucker doesn't know if he wants to go through all that, so we may not do that, but yeah, you know, maybe. It's a hilarious show. I thought it was that's, hilarious. That's what show. I've heard. I've heard good things about yeah. it. It's really funny. Yeah, it's good. It's so really, really he's fun. coming up today at 4.30? 4.30, yes, sir. Steve right, Renazisi will be here got? at 4.30. Ryan Wood will be here at 4.45, our Green Bay football insider. Out of the gates, going to talk some Brewers. 
Uh, worrying about this offense? We didn't get to that yesterday. I know I asked you that yesterday, and you said you're not worried about anything, which I find hard to believe. We'll play uh, the newest game, everybody's favorite new game, on the Rami Show, Cardinals or at 3.30. That's uh, trying to find out what things I hate more than the Cardinals. Sam told me he had, I think he said damn near 40 or more than 40 things, a list of 42 things that he came up with that I may or may not hate more than the Cardinals. I was like, dude, they play them again. Let's do half today and half next time. So we'll do that at 3.30. We'll hear from Aaron Rodgers at 3.45. And then uh, we'll talk about this Packers defense at 4 o'clock and uh, whether or not it can get better and how much better. It seems like to me the easy answer is Josh Allen. What do you mean? Things you hate more than the Cardinals. I don't hate Josh, Josh Allen. Allen is probably I don't one. hate Josh Allen at all. I have no hate for Josh Allen, not That's... even a little bit. I think that makes the most sense. There's no contempt in my heart for Josh Allen. I wish him all the best. Really? Yes. Right. I've said before, I hope I'm wrong. I'm not here to be right. I'm here to be entertaining. Yes. It'll cost me a lot more. It'll cost him a lot more money if I'm right than it will cost me if I'm wrong. See what I'm saying? Yeah. That's... So go ahead. Do your thing, Josh Allen. By the way, he has not been good the first two weeks, though. I don't know if you noticed that. Josh Allen has been bad the first two weeks. Right. Yeah. I, I, I understand. <laughs> Whatever. It's fine. We'll see how this all plays out with Josh Allen and the Bills. Maybe they'll be awful this year. Maybe he'll be awful this year. And Did you hear the bet I have with right. Roger and Cudahy? No. Um, Josh Allen versus Justin Herbert. Oh, my Lord. Who will have more yards, passing touchdowns, and a better passer rating by the end of the season. Herbert. And uh, the loser gives $100 to the winner's charity of choice. I would take Herbert. Thank you. That's who I took. I love Justin Herbert. That's my guy. See? I'm not a Chargers fan, but I root for Justin Herbert. He's a really good quarterback. Yeah, I think and so, Josh too. Josh Allen is... Yeah. Eh. Oh, he's pretty good, too, now. Who, Josh Allen? He's pretty good. Eh. Yeah. Eh. you got to be happy. Justin Fields starting this week for your Bears? Aren't you happy? I don't know, man. Yes, you do. Just I go don't. out. You let it out. No, I, I really... Giggle, laugh, whatever you want No, I do. really don't know. What do you mean you don't know? I don't know if I want this to happen. Well, it's not going to. Nagy already said Dalton's the starter once he's healthy. Yeah, I know. I just so this is temporary. I don't know. I don't. I want him as far away from Matt Nagy as possible. I agree. Which is hard when you're talking about a, a, a head coach and his quarterback. Like it's there's only going to be so much distance. I disagree. Or you. space between those yeah. two guys. But I I I'm I'm okay with Matt Nagy getting it wrong when he says that Andy Dalton gives him a better chance to win because eventually he'll hang himself with that rope and then we can then we can start the Justin Fields era in earnest with an actual head coach, hopefully, if they get it right the next time and don't hire another guy who will break him. I I don't think they're going to get it right if Pace is still there. I think everybody's got to be fired. Agreed. I don't have a lot of faith the, the, the in that either. The whole thing's got to be cleaned up. I don't even know. I don't even if they even if they fire Pace, I don't know if the McCaskies can get it right. Like that's how high up it goes. Who's the president? Like you're waiting for me to be giddy. No, who's about the who's the president? Like who's, who hired Ted Pace? Phillips? Yeah, I don't like him either. No, they're all no. He's been there way too long too. He's got to no go faith too. in anybody in that no. building. They should start from, top from to bottom. They should fire Phillips, fire Pace, fire Nagy, fire all. Sell the team. Yeah, fire all the secretaries. Sell the team. Everybody gets fired down the board. Everybody in that <laughs> building. Fire everybody. Then start over. You don't have to fire office personnel. I'm not yeah. asking for that. I'm pretty sure Ron Wolf fired office personnel <laughs> yeah, too know. when he came in. I know. That's, yeah. I don't want to take Just those, completely those, wiped those are, out, not everybody, but a lot of people, wiped out a ton of people and started over. They got That's what the Bears need to do. Those are just average hardworking folks. They don't Agreed. Need, they, they, can't, they don't need to be losing But I job. just think you need to make a point. They got nothing to do with what's going on there. It's But, man, yeah. 
people keep expecting me, like they bring up Justin Fields, like, oh, oh Justin. Well, you hated the pick, so. It's like, no, I didn't hate the pick. Man, you were mad. I didn't hate, okay. Go back to the draft show. You're right, you're right, you're right. You're furious. Right. I, okay, I hated the pick, but not because I don't like Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields. I love Justin Fields coming out in the draft. But you hate the coach. I hate I the coach, yeah, and I, I hate the GM, and I yeah. think they should get another quarterback, which probably buys them more time. For that's sure. the thing I, Three that's years the problem I have with, that's the biggest problem I have with yes. it, is they probably bought themselves more time and were allowed to trade resources in the future to go and get Justin Fields. And as much as I like the kid, there is a part of me that in the back of my mind is going, um, if you agree with Ryan Pace about a quarterback, you're probably wrong. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think I can get down with that. Right? I, I don't disagree with what you're saying. And I agree with you, too, that Matt Nagy needs to go. But I don't think <sighs> Ryan Pace I cannot is, stand that, dude. I don't man. think I trust Ryan Pace to hire another coach, either. No. So that's my other problem. Yeah. All right, coming up next, Rami Makhlouf. We won't talk nearly as much about the Bears as we just did there in the crosstalk. Uh, He comes up next. Enjoy the rest of your day. John Heyman, 1035 on the Wendy's Big Show tomorrow. Uh, plus, we'll get uh, some type of Badger angle in there, too, as we continue to talk about Badgers and Notre Dame. I feel better now knowing that Ryan Horvath also does not understand why the why spread is so big. To talk about why the Badger spread is so big against Notre Dame. What is the spread? Six and a half. Badgers are favored? Yeah. Oh. See, I mean, same, I don't know. same. Yeah, I don't know. Gary, I don't know if that's. I don't me know if and that's... Gary both have no idea. So I'm like, I'm gonna get Horvath in madness and see what he thinks. And he pretty much agreed. He don't understand it either. I don't know if. And he's if a Notre makes... Dame fan too. Remember, so right. And he likes Wisconsin. So if anybody's gonna know both teams really, really well, it's him because he's watched every game of both of them. I can tell you if that spread makes sense or not. I know that's a large spread. That's a lot, and it it's is. a neutral field at Soldier Field. I don't know. Soldiers Field. What? Whatever, the ashtray. Call it what you want. It doesn't matter to me. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com. 